Let's do this, boys. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Me and Kirk Cousins, baby. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. I've seen some weird things in my life, but this one, like, it's top five. I'm buying you guys some Jordans after the show, so it's good. It's good. Oh, man. Man, it's Mike White season. He's got to embody something like this, right? I don't think Mike White has that much hair on all. I, of I am, I am Mike White in a lot of these areas. So, <laughs> you know what, man? That's I just, yeah, that's what I love about you. Thank you, appreciate that. Fly, fly your own flag, right? Exactly. I mean, I got enough hair on here to make a flag. Probably that bare naked lady song. Like, remember that? Putting a shirt or something like that. Hair shirt. Long, long story. <laughs> Welcome to That Helps No One Fantasy Cast. I am Half Naked Ryan, and with my buddies Ted and Steve, we make up a fantasy, fantasy football show that is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. People tend to tune in occasionally. We're on YouTube. We're on, uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Dean's Twitter. We're on our YouTube. Come, come, come bring some, some fantasy football chatter to the show today. We are live. We'll be on a podcast very shortly, tomorrow. Um, you don't have to see me in all my hair and its glory, uh, which is probably for the best. So it's probably a good listening show, actually, this week. Um, boys, welcome to the show. I know you're uh, trying to not look at the screen, if at all possible. Yeah, it's, like this, it's like this car wreck. Like you, you want to turn away, but you just some some for some reason you just keep coming back to it, and it's just like, no, don't yeah. let him know I'm looking. Don't I, let him look. It's just it is a little bit hot down here in the cave, so. Just trying to air out, you know. Maybe you should, uh, hey, I, I'm jealous. Being tarps off, there's not many things that are better. So I mean, of all of you. us, you're free. You're out there. Of yeah. all of us, you do have the best tarps off. I mean, you do it and you're like, all right, we get it. But you're built very well. That's fine. Well endowed. Well endowed. Yes, shoulders, shoulders up. I haven't. Anyway, anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could go so many ways, and we're just going to leave it as as what it is. Um, busy week in the NFL. Lots lots more injuries. Colin Kaepernick is still not in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo is um, also taking a, a leave of absence uh, because of injury. Uh, Russell Wilson continues to to not be so great. Um, good for the Seahawks. Good for them. This is working out quite well. Trade of the century. Top three pick as of right now. Yeah, or it was either three or four. I can't remember what it was, but like it's wild. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dallas Cowboys—they look like they're maybe for real this season. About as real as don't what they, you're seeing. In don't your they screen. like kind of look like they're for real every season? But a little more realer this year. I think they've got like with Pollard and Zeke is seems to be showing up right now. Ceedee Lamb's looking pretty awesome. Dalton Schultz is coming into his own again. I don't know. The Cow- Cowboys look okay. I mean, their defense is ridiculous. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, that was a game that they probably should have been winning. But you know, that's 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 how she goes. Sometimes. I think a lot of people kind of forget that the Cowboys usually have like there's always like a couple, I guess, big glaring holes of some sort, but they they roster a really good team all the time. Like last year, if you guys remember back to the playoffs, I I thought they were going to keep advancing. It wasn't until Dak had his 
whatever it was, his third down run, and he ran up the middle and just took too long running, and they couldn't spike the ball in time. Mm-hmm. And or else they would have advanced for sure. And wow, Ryan, look, you were just you're all over the map today. What are you missed you this last week? There? This was a last week, so this you can get yeah, this. Watch the video. You can get this on the Dean Blundell shop. This is the the Thano all over sweater, and it is all over. It is all over. <laughs> All over. It's all over. Just like our logo up top. It's all over. So you should get in on that, folks. Get in on that. It's awesome. It's comfy. It's comfy. Mm-hmm, you look mm-hmm. great. You look loud like me. The show You need an ugly Christmas for an ugly Christmas sweater for holiday parties here. What better one than one that just has big bold letters and stars all over? And the people ask you questions and then you get this is it's basically word of mouth. I'm like, oh, you should listen to our football show. It's like a walking billboard. And it is super comfy, I will. I will say that. Just, just saying. Just I'll have saying. to break mine out at some point. So, there, there may be another one in the market. May have a different. I color still shape. haven't received mine, so I'm not sure what that says about me. But maybe we're like the show's most third okayest person involved since I don't have one. Well, it's, there's there's a story to it anyway. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, is he is he done after this year? Let's Tim. okay. Tim, Tim Brady, is Tim he done after Brady. this year? As of like six thirty last night. And then as of 8.30 last night, clearly he's not. That was a tale of two games, basically. Like, I was back and I forth between the hockey game. It's crazy that people it was awful. are out there projecting. But, like, that game looked awful. Like, it was dead to rights. And then I'm back and forth between the hockey game and the football game. I come back, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He threw two late touchdowns to win. That game was over. Like, it wasn't even close. And then they Here come back and win. Like, we know Brady is the king of comebacks. Like, he's just, he's so clutch. You can never count him out. There's two minutes and whatever seconds left. You know he's got at least one in him. The Bucks could be a dark sleeper, like the biggest dark horse team going into the playoffs because they have all of the tools to do it. Nobody really expects them to because, you know, you're only as good as what your record says you are. Yeah. But I think they're a lot better. That defense is lights out if they get a little healthier on the back end. And um, Brady starts, you know, regaining that chemistry with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, um, get the running game going with Lenny and Rashad White. Um, I I could see that team going all the way, to be honest. Like, uh, everybody's going to pick the Eagles. Some will pick Mm -hmm. the Cowboys because they just, they look like complete teams. We know that team pretty for, for the most part has not changed a whole lot. Maybe offensive line a little bit. Um, they could do it. They could be like the ultimate. If, if I'm placing money and I'm going to get like really good value, I'm breaking the bank on something like that. Cause it's going to pay out really well. Like Julio kind of shined right at the end there too. Like he had that big catch and you just start thinking, Oh man, like what if he has, you know, like that Swan song where like you get a run, and you're like, we only need like eight catches from you for the rest of the year. Just make sure they're big ones. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like, I mean, the the, Rich, the Richard White thing is coming along. They don't have like a guy like like Lenny that was just like pounding the rock up the middle. Like they don't have that right now. But it only takes Brady so long before he like adapts to how that system's being run, right? Um, and don't think that he hasn't had an entire career of these third down back types that look like Richard White that he hasn't just used to like max potential throughout the career right so Mm -hmm. there's just so much there for him to draw on like it doesn't 
it's not going white like right for him right now but like he always he always seems to find a way and like what more dangerous of a team would you have to want to face in the playoffs than one that's getting hot by a Tom Brady led Buccaneers so it's not just him that has Super Bowl experience it's the it's large majority of that roster that understands how to march all the way through the playoffs and wouldn't they just relish the idea of going in not as the favorites this time and going as as an underdog like I think they're happy to play that I think even though Brady's been cream of the crop now for ever, it seems like he built all that on being undervalued. Right. So he's going to want to jump in and take advantage of that. And I just think like the, the Julio point is such a good point because I mean, even back when he was winning Super Bowls with the Patriots and Chad Johnson shows up on that roster, like in the Super Bowl, they're game planning for Chad Johnson, even though he was nothing to them the whole season because they're thinking to themselves, like, here's a former explosive player. Brady's going to use him. This is the moment. It never happened, but then it left a bunch of other guys open. And they're kind of doing the same thing with Julio. And he's starting to become a bit more of a factor now, I feel like, because he's getting more coverage. He's still going to be that red zone threat. He's going to play the Gronk role when it gets down to the red zone because Although he's, a he's lost body. a lot of stuff in there. He's still a big body and he's still got hands and he can still get open at the end of the day. It's still Julio. Exactly. So this, I mean, I'm with Steve on this. I, it's, it's more unlikely that it happens, but if we're looking at odds and, and value and not a bad bet, line, yeah. What else would you want to bet on? Like mm-hmm. I would, I would Ray rather, you know, hang my hat on a Brady bet than anything else. Here's the thing too. Like when you feel like Tom Brady is falling apart and you're like, you know what? He must be done, right? Let's think back to, let's go back to last year's playoffs, the bucks and the Rams third quarter. Stafford has that like one yard touchdown run, puts it up 27 to three. And everyone's like, Oh, here's the demise. Like this, like Brady, nobody can beat father time. And Brady's like, yeah, hold my beer for a second. And comes all the way back to 27, seven. There was like less than a minute left. Stafford pulls off that like miraculous, get him into field goal range and kicks it. But like, I mean, he did it against the Falcons, but we're still seeing it as of last, last night, right? Yeah. Like he, he, Oh, it was over. The game was over. I'm sorry. It, it was, was. He orchestrated a comeback just when you think like, okay, maybe this is finally the time we will see like the true and ultimate demise of Tom Brady. The bigger the game is, the more chance he has of coming back. So I'm like, you just it's a rule in football from this generation in the last 20 something years never count out tom brady because he'll make you look like a fool every time it's just so tough though because you're you're watching it on the screen and you're watching reality happen you're thinking okay there's it just kicks in your brain there's no way this this game they're not winning because you can't help it because you're watching the game you're thinking i've seen the game tape up until this point there's no way they're getting back into this game. And then, I mean, seriously, like I'm changing the channel. I come back and I look. He's got some sort of dark magic in his brain where oh, like it's he ridiculous. can hear the collective voices when like he gets scored on for that last time and everyone in their head, like you're saying, is like, oh, there's no way. And it like it funnels into his brain somehow, like some sort of witchcraft voodoo doctor. And he's like, yes, they all said it. That's like, it's like, he, I don't know. Like Beetlejuice. In front of the mirror, right? Like yeah. he just—he's a warlock, just, basically. I, I can I can perfectly explain this storyline and scenario, and and why I have so much experience with the whole Todd Brady thing, and that's because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. As long as Brady is good, the Browns cannot be good, and so all of this struggling and success that 
that the Browns have like alluded to or tried to gain over the years. Like it, it's not a thing as, as accustomed to my, I am as believing that or knowing better that it's just not going to happen. I know better that you can't break, like you can't just count Brady out. Like I, and I'm, it sounds like a joke, but it literally is that right. Like it's the same level of failure as it is that Brady's success. at in that level of success. Yeah. Right. And you can look at it the same way. So as long as there is a Tom Brady and he's having success in this league, the Browns will not. I would like to see this like play out <laughs> within the next like couple of years and just, you know, Brady actually retires. Like folks, the Browns are on their way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like it's going to be, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's me. I used to, I used to think it was the Patriots, right? But it's, then he left the Pats and still had success and the Browns still sucked. Right. So it's obviously a Brady factor and not a Belichick factor, which kind of like makes me a little bit happy all in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of when is Brady going to retire, like when Brady feels like it, it doesn't matter how many bad seasons he has in a row. Like when he feels that he's done, he's done. It's not going to be the league putting him out. I don't think. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a good conversation. I had a couple questions, but I don't know how long these are going to take. Have we been wrong this year on anything? Like, has there been any things that we bought in and we were completely wrong on? Not me. Cause I'm wrong on a bunch nope. of things. <laughs> Well, like I have the list here. Like we can oh, scroll you? through it a little bit. Yeah, not not the list of who's okay, wrong, okay. but I've been wrong a couple times. But not not like wrong like, on like a like a you know a guess or something. Like have has there been a like a thought process that we bought into that was completely wrong? Yeah, like, there's there's a couple. So so I thought like Sky Moore was going to be better than he was, mm -hmm. um, and I thought that he was going to surpass McCole Hardman quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than he is currently because i still think he's obviously got a ton of talent but it turns out that maybe sky Moore is just the new mccall hardman and he's just going to slowly be grimmed for that role take him two or three years where, and where hardman is guy. now yeah. yeah so i was wrong on hardman i thought that he was or not yeah i was wrong on hardman but i was more incorrect on on more i thought more was going to be significantly better than he was interesting um mine that i'll be wrong <laughs> on um, looks like episode 10 that we did this season uh i said start chase claypool and i i believe i talked about like him being with justin fields being kind of like the true number one there he'll he'll have D darnell mooney uh cole Komet. you know they would have like a really good receiving core well i was kind of on point with the fact that maybe they'd get it together but chase claypool has done literally next to nothing in chicago so I don't know that I was just scrolling through and that seems to be mm -hmm. like there's a couple of funny ones in here. Like I think there was one week, Steve, where you and I picked Rondale Moore and Wandale Robinson and they both had terrible weeks the next week. I don't think um, but it's guys. that happened. Sorry? That happened. <laughs> it probably doesn't happen. Yeah. It um, yeah. But like on the whole, I think it's like been, it's been a pretty solid season in terms of storylines. I, yeah, like I don't can't think of any readily off the top of my I was wrong on a couple tight ends. Watched. I would like back-to-back -back weeks. I had Mike Gusecki and Evan Ingram. And I think, didn't I drop Ingram and told everybody to start him? And then within like two catches, he was out for the season. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I had a, I had a bad run, kind of. So that, that happens. It happens. You know, we're, we're all... Uh, Michael Pruitt, I think, has been... I've been watching like our group chat this year. And I think Michael Pruitt has come up like three times this year. So... Maybe he's maybe he's like, as far as the show is concerned, like a Thano, but maybe he's maybe he's good. Maybe yeah. I mean, you're... Just like, he'd be just like the epitome of this year's Thano. Like, 
we we've been talking about that theme like how many times showing up on Thanos before it's like are you with Thanos? If you have a you know one of those flex positions and you keep getting two points and four points and three points and maybe you hit an eleven here but then back to one point or or a donut or a little boy whatever you want to call them. Wouldn't it have just been better to pick Michael Pruitt every single week? And if <laughs> those weeks just play the odds, he has four touchdowns in the season. Like at least you got six points for each of those touchdowns. Like I often wonder about that. Like stick the Pruitt with one theory. guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Pruitt. <laughs> the Pruitt. The Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the Pruitary and just write it down. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe the one, the one storyline where I think the majority of us probably screwed up, and I think we just maybe bought into the hype. And I think without him here to defend himself, I, I, I think Chris might even be in this boat too. I thought the Seahawks were gonna like suck, like suck bad. I think a lot of and people I thought did. Gino, I thought Gino Smith was just literally a placeholder that was gonna be out in three or four games. So I did definitely did not see any of that storyline coming. That's for sure. I mean, and the the flip side to see the Broncos be that awful. Oh yeah, I guess that's the other fact. You're right, Russ. Who thought Russ was going to be that terrible? Like, let's ride Bronco Country. <laughs> I saw that that like little TikTok where it was like, let's ride Bronco Country, and he's like doing the the thing, and then in the next scene, it shows like some car like driving off the ramp into this huge accident or whatever, like. It's kind of way their season's been the last it's little bit. It's just wild. Like we, we again, we talk about this. I mean, on the show and obviously together and whatever. But like the fact that the Seahawks could be sitting on potentially, and it hasn't happened yet, but there's an opportunity for them to be potentially a third overall pick. Yeah, which is That's... as, and then on top of the draft that they had last season, and the fact that they've got who they have now, so now you can double, like, it looks like if they can make a run of any kind, like, it looks like Rashad Penny might even be back. Now you've got two guys that can run the rock in the playoffs. Like, all of a sudden, the Seahawks kind of are a little bit legit out of nowhere. Like, it's, everyone just kind of had them written off like, yeah, I mean, Steve, or Chris was talking at the beginning. I'm just, you know what? I'm here to watch, and it is what it is this season. <laughs> and now, like, I need one of those seasons. Like they're gonna make, they're, they're likely gonna make the playoffs. Like there's, there's not a lot saying that they shouldn't. So, I mean, th- th- that I think everybody was I wrong. Think most of the football world was wrong about that. One. Yeah, like, it's crazy. The people closest to the team, like Chris, who was like, "Yeah, you know what? We're gonna, have, you know, take our lumps." Season of low, no expectations was kind of like his model. Um, you know, I through Chris, I, I do follow quite a bit of Seahawks people on Twitter awesome fan group that i you know i've gotten to get to gotten to know gotten to get to know i don't know i'm not working right now i don't have to english well we got Uh, you they 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 all collectively are kind of just riding this big wave of like hey we're playing with house money like even if the rest of the season from now on out even though we're in a playoff position even if the like rails fall off now we didn't even expect to get this many wins where we're at. So the last five games or whatever we have left, let's play with house money still. Like they it's, could lose 38 a- to three in like a wild card and be like, meh, good run. Sweet. We made the playoffs yeah. and we get a top <laughs> pick for us. Like, just yep. stupid. It seems great for these young kids that we're grooming. Now we're, we're singing a lot of praise on this, but sometimes people need to yell. So we're debuting a new segment. I don't know how many times it's going to come out for the rest of the season, but we are debuting the newest segment on That Helps No One Fantasy Cast. I present to you the public Steve announcement. 
It's good. It's good. So what do you got on I, your, I got, what do you got to get off your chest, buddy? Uh, great graphics, great sound effects. Mm. So this is where I tell you things that just really rattle me. I've been known to kind of, I guess, go off the deep end with some things. So this week's segment for the public Steve announcement is going to reveal a one Taysom Jonathan Hill. Oh, that's, <laughs> his, that's seriously his middle name? No, I made that part. Okay. But it, it sounded good. It sounded, I was like, what, what's going to sound good? One tree. That? You could Taysom one tree hill. <laughs> Taysom one tree hill. I think in his middle name was Taysom effing hill back in like your week three <laughs> post here. <laughs> <laughs> we got receipts. We got receipts. This guy bothers me to no end. And here's here's the thing that really bothers me about him is I don't own him, but I know like our buddy Kyle in our, our keeper league here owns him. And he's got to be just as annoyed starting him as I am playing against him. Like, so I play against him. He gets 11.34 points, poaches a touchdown from Alvin Kamara. Eesh. You don't know what to expect on your squad. Him. Yeah. Right. Who, who's on my squad? So, like, yesterday was double annoyed Steve running around. But for the last, like, I don't know, seven or eight weeks, he's posted like nine fantasy points or less. Like, he's just so irrelevant. He's not a quarterback. He's not a tight end. He's not a running back, but he plays all of them. You can trust that twice a year he's going to go off. This year, he went off for like a 36 burger against the Seahawks. And, like, he he's just so incredibly for he's still ranked as the number two tight end in our according to like standard leagues um i you don't know what you're gonna get with him through fantasy football but also in real football he just really pisses me off a lot too because if you guys remember back to 2021 there was the report that came out that Taysom hill just signed a four-year uh 140 million dollar contract oh we remember what are you thinking at that point? So I looked it up. His career earnings in just six seasons. By the way, I didn't know that he played or had part of a year in Green Bay when I was looking this up. No kidding. So he, yeah, it says he made five thousand dollars from Green Bay. So I don't know where that came in. I had no idea he was even affiliated. He so he he won a raffle. He was basically. selling thirty six burgers. Yeah, cheesy. Uh, he's made th- almost $33 million in his career for essentially doing nothing in his career. Here's the fun part, though. I had to, I kind of had to have to end this one on a silver lining. If the Saints were to cut him today, he would have a dead cap of almost $29 million this year, $24 million next year, uh, almost 10 the year after that six the year after that and about two the year after that so what as much as they've signed him in deferred contracts um and they thought they were super smart and these like they call them like dead uh what are they called uh void years sorry right they have to pay Taysom hill until he's 36 years old whether they keep him or whether they don't um and his cap charge for next year is going to be 14 million dollars you are not paying a utility guy 14 million dollars and it you know it kind of just goes up from there but his dead cap is too much where it's going to cost them double to cut him so they're either going to have to extend him again and just keep paying this guy like 
we're talking Bobby Bonilla kind of numbers running around here, right? Like Bobby Bonilla, which is kind of what is he like? Twenty thirty five. Mister July one. Oh man, it's so much fun to to talk Bobby Bonilla. I Anyways, love bringing up that story. Know. It's great. Terrible contract. Fantasy owners don't know what they're getting out of him playing against him. You never know when he's going to throw up that 40 burger or guess what? Even just an 11, 11 points from a like literally useless player. And yeah, he's ranked number two in the tight end. Ted, how many more years are the Mets paying Bobby Vanilla? So the payments that stem from Bobby Bonilla's $5. million salary back in 2000, the Mets released him later that January. And because ownership believed that it would make significant profit through their investments with Bonilla, with Bernie Madoff, they agreed to defer Bonilla's salary, 8% interest, and spread it across 25 years from the year 2011 to 2035. <laughs> So it gets a, it's like, is it a, a perfect million or is it just over? They own like 12 and a half more years of salary. But like every July one is like, oh, there's that Millie. Let's go for dinner. Oh man, I love July 1st. It's like, hey, everybody, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. He gets, like, he gets yeah, Bobby Bonilla Day is, is July 1st. So 1.19 million every July 1st. Every through single to, time. Through, yeah, through to 20, 2035. So he's got, he's got another, he's got another 15 million being paid out to him what he's doing, what he's doing. A, okay we we all need to have a retirement fund like that oh he, um, he'll also be 72 years old yeah good for him well kids <laughs> back when i was playing baseball with the mets well, they Bobby gave me a contract i could not refuse <laughs> back in y2k years yeah when people worried about vcrs crample what's a vcr well that's a whole other story Oh, man. Okay, guys, I got one more for you since this so is Rick the, the, the other one. That's true. Segment of I, I came across this one today. You guys know um, the, the fam and myself have been a little sick lately. We've been kind of catching that whatever the bug is that just rips through your house and stays there for a while. Um, I absolutely despise uh, thermometers because some of them are in Fahrenheit and some of them are in degrees. Now, here's a weird question for you guys. This is why it, it really bothers me. Why do we use Fahrenheit for certain things? And why do we use degrees for other things? And which do you use degrees or Fahrenheit when you're taking your temperature? I'm a degrees guy for sure. Right. Yeah. Fahrenheit only for the oven. That's it. Yeah. What about when you drop in a hot tub? Do you know what degree Celsius it is? Mm, no, I'm a Fahrenheit guy there. I'm a degree guy as well. Like I use, I use like to be fair. I'm an old spice guy for my pit stick. I'm not a degree. But we guy. do, we don't. It's not just, it's not just degrees in Fahrenheit. It's the whole like metric versus thing, right? Like when we watch baseball. We talk about how hard a pitcher throws. We're we're thinking about it in miles per hour, right? When mm -hmm. we drive a car, we're thinking about it in kilometers. That's true. So it's it's not just thermometers. It definitely is something that's like all over how we deal with numbers. Unless you're in Europe, right? Basically everywhere else. North America is really the only place that I feel like that happens. Do you guys want some cigarettes and some, um, would you like some some Swedish berries and also the cigarettes in Europe? <laughs> what are you even talking about right now? <laughs> That's how they talk, pretty sure. Uh -oh. Yeah, I've, I've been to Europe, but I've never heard them talk. Oh, that's, that's everyone in Europe, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's <laughs> almost, that's almost a guarantee. That's... That was a Ninja Turtles reference. Yeah, there. good beef. That's a beef for me too. Yeah, that's good. good. Public Steve announcement. Love I like it. I uh, I think that was a success. 
Speaking of success, it's time to get into... Thanos Stars. And I think we talk about the whole Tom Brady thing. This was actually relevant this yeah. week. Like, Tim Bray, sorry. That glove, that gauntlet. I think there's something to it now. I think it actually is starting to make a lot more sense in the in the latter years of his of his career. He does hold all that power. Like he could snap in the NFL just changes. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, wouldn't necessarily argue with that. Yeah, thank you. Sometimes I have good ideas. Uh Steve, you're on a roll. Who uh who is who is someone that does not help you? Okay, so I found the golden boy of this year i do it every year not to like toot my own horn but like we basically no that's your humble for for sure yeah this is like that's my one like humble brag well you know who can really help no one is somebody that you can't even pick up and start because they aren't in a position group bellatrix was up to it again thursday night football old bill b is just doing his usual tricks and he puts this speedy little guy, you know, slot receiver, a, uh, a a pitch and catch. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the classic bomb it out to somebody. But uh, our, our good friend Marcus Jones, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, doesn't Marcus Jones play on the defense? You would be absolutely right. This is a shout out to my boy Nick. DBs have hands too. Every once in a while, they can catch it and run the other way for a score. This was an absolute beauty of a touchdown. Um, yeah, do you have do you have my clip here? I do, and it was it was so tough to find um, that when you give me the wrong name for the guy to put in, and you put Marcus Williams, I'm searching for the wrong guy for like an hour. So once I realized it was Marcus Jones instantly yeah because i changed it no problem oh i, I sent you a link in there you, you, you anyway <laughs> you sent me the wrong name no no beefs not enough i i also googled marcus williams trying to figure out who the <laughs> who the fuck you were talking about too but i i just decided to look at the play highlights for the pats game before i figured it out yeah so anyway um this is where we're here this is, we're, we're all friends here for a good time let's let's roll the clip anymore. let's roll the clip oh, two fumbles tonight one for each guy and that's caught here. And Marcus Jones inside the 20. Marcus Jones down the sideline. Touchdown. That was some of the weakest defense I've ever seen. Like that yes. was, you know that that meme the or the gif where there's the security guy and he's barely touching, he doesn't touch anyone? That was the yeah. that was the Bills defense on that play. I'm like, what? Maybe they're just so shocked. They're like, no. No, that's that's the wrong guy. He is shifty, though. Like, you know, we always say, like, the reason why people become DBs is they're wide receivers without hands. Well, like, he makes, like, a classic, like, screen pass, kind of like the wide receiver screen. But he has to, like, get into that opening quickly and then make the cut back to the outside. And I just, I think his speed is super underrated. I'm pretty, I don't watch a lot of Pats games. If someone's watching and they're a Pats fan, I'm pretty sure... He, He's like their punt or their kick returner as well. So I'm I'm sure he's used to like kind of finding the lanes and, you know, that explosive juice going through. But um, yeah, a DB scoring a touchdown, that literally helps no one. You can't pick him up and start him unless you're in one of those weird leagues where you have like the defensive players. IDP. 
which is you're super stupid, just like people who have kickers and defenses alone. They're such an anomaly. But um, yeah, protect your fantasy team from DSTs. Yeah, like and kicker. Yeah, you want to make sure that you get some some cream for that. Because we have nothing else to base this on, um, and it's something that's universal in terms of ratings. I'm just gonna look up his Madden speed rating here, and it's 93. <laughs> With wow. 95 acceleration and 92 agility, so what are his hands like? We can all we can all agree on a Madden speed rating. What's his interception rating? <laughs> Never his, his, his hands. Oh, he's he's uh, he's got a 60 for carrying. So, um, and then pass catching receiving ratings. He's a 74 74 catch. So that's, that's not bad. Than, that's a B. Uh, that's better than a lot of rookie wide receivers. That's honestly, a B. So. If you were if we were in school, as as you teach, that's a B. I mean, B's pretty good. Mm, he's even got a for you, Ryan. For you. He's even got a C, a, a C spectacular catch rating. No kidding. <laughs> no way. That's above average. <laughs> um, that's just a little average. fun fact for you. I, I, you know, we were talking in the chats. I was like, "When's the last time do we ha- that we've had like DBs, you know, used as wide receivers or offensive weapons?" Because this wasn't just like you know he scored on a a punt return or anything like that. He was actually used in an offensive formation for a reason. Specific um, package, yeah. And uh, Deion Sanders in his career on offensive possessions only had almost a thousand career yards and something like three or four touchdowns. Or so. That's so, like, stupid. That's not even Coach fair. Prime can do it all, man. Coach Prime can do it all. He almost had a thousand yards as like a like all pro Hall of Fame uh db and i'm pretty sure he was returning kicks as well right so i didn't i didn't know that about dion that he you know had played in that many offensive snaps he had almost a thousand yards that's wild speaking of prime did you see what bomani jones said about prime today i think it was today that he like created the dream and then he left the dream like do you think he's gonna stay jackson state forever no yeah do you not think that based on merit based on what he's done do you not think his goal would be to move up the ladder and maybe one day coach in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So when he goes and takes a job in Colorado, he didn't sell the dream. He just was really, really good, and everyone's like, holy smokes. Like, he's legit. It's not just him his, talking. His message to the, the, good. the boys in yeah. Colorado. Hit up like, the portal, was, boys. <laughs> I love it. Like, he, he just... Not that I love that, you know, guys are going to have to hit the transfer portal or like he's, you know, basically telling them like hit the road. But we need more people in the world who are ju- like, he's not saying it maliciously. You can hear it in him. He's just like, this is how I'm going to coach. I've got people that I'm bringing in just so you know. And if you guys need to hit the portal, like it's go do it. Because his message to Jackson State, his his boys there were don't hit the uh, the portal. He said, don't hit the portal because sometimes it's not always greener on the other side and you're going to have to like compete with a bunch of guys who are also overloading the portal. So it's not like he said that for like ratings or anything like that. He's just literally saying, this is what I'm coming in. This is my vision. This is what I'm doing. You got to get on board, guys. Like this is how I'm going to make a successful thing in Colorado. It's worked out out pretty well for Deion Sanders, I must say, overall. Um, On the the two-way player thing, I kind of was like, Thought it'd be fun to look the other way. Maybe talk about some offensive <laughs> players that played defensive snaps. Shocked to find out that Julian Edelman has 91 career defensive snaps. Really? Including, thir- yeah, 13. Back, he? Uh, I- now, he is, that, is that based on like special teams, though? So, 
He's got 13 tackles, a quarterback hit, and a forced fumble with a fumble recovery turn, return for a touchdown. So I don't know where they had him. Specifically, they probably had him playing like as a third corner, like a slot corner, or sorry, nickel, or they had him like sitting in a safety or like an extra linebacker or something like that. But yeah, another heady player. You got to so, remember too, though, like when there, there's a bunch of times like scattered throughout a guy's career where if you're an offensive player and the other team is like, I don't know, there's four seconds left and they're about 70 yards back and it's going to be a Hail Mary into the end zone, they'll call out like the hands team, right? Like, yeah, the, exactly. The hands team will come in and offensive players, you know, the tall wide receivers. Edelman's just such a sure hand is probably why they had a lot of his defensive snaps, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he had a quarterback hit, like he was probably playing linebacker or like, coming in as like a you know safety blitz or something like that makes yeah, sense and the, the other guy would be obviously Devin Hester right oh geez well there's a given yeah. there um I'm gonna go next here so my final this week uh is reminiscent of a jersey behind you Steve unfortunately because of Mr. Jackson's exit from the game we've got Mr. uh we've got Mr. Tyler Huntley you you wouldn't have started him because well that wouldn't have made any sense Unless you were Nostradamus and you're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't start the, don't start the hundred million dollar man. You're going to start his backup this week, folks. You're not going to because you're not an idiot. Uh, Tyler Huntley, greatest QB of all time? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Motion. Huntley takes it himself. A block and a touchdown. Kevin Zangler opened the door. The guard. Huntley takes it through. And we are tied at nine. He's a good-looking dude, too. Good-looking dude. I don't. Uh, I don't know exactly what Huntley is to the Ravens if they were to need him for a very long period of time. But I will tell you that he sure is a fun fantasy football player. Okay, so he's not a fun fantasy football player. He's like done this before, though. Like he's he's had a good little run before too. Something, something about him putting up all these points and having like a minimum of forty rush yards a game to me that makes him pretty fun. Yeah, I like he. So when Lamar went out last year with his injury, mm-hmm. and it was you know a season-ending injury essentially, um, he came in in relief. I think he played. I want to. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Maybe like seven or eight games. I think he had one like kind of spectacular game that put him on the map. Um, but if you look closely at his stats, like there's this whole thing going on with Ravens Twitter right now. Like, oh, let Lamar go. You Green spend Bay. all the money on players around him and you just sign Tyler Huntley for cheap. He can do exactly what Lamar can, maybe not quite as much. They're out of their damn minds. He is a really good backup quarterback he plays the exact same style as Lamar which makes him that really good quarterback because they don't have to change anything you know really in the system they actually like kind of let him go a little wild and people are pissed off that like well why didn't you just let Lamar you know have that full control over the offense they they haven't let Lamar go hurry up offense this entire year pretty much Tyler Huntley comes in they're like well Let's try it, and sure enough, like they're catching people. So, does this show hope for Matt Flynn? <laughs> yeah. No? If if I were to advise you on whether 
you should pick Tyler Huntley up for any sort of a run. I would, we're getting into play. Most, uh, most playoff weeks are 15, 16, 17 this year. We've got week 14 next week, I believe. I stopped count. Yeah, week 14 next week. If you wanted to stream him for next week, he's definitely, if you are needing Tyler Huntley to start you in the playoffs, you're probably hoping for a miracle, is all I'm going to say. I should also, I have to be, I should get this out, guys. I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs this year. (laughs) He's He's your perfect fun start, then, Ryan. No way, I got Mike White. Because he's either gonna put up he's either gonna put fifteen points for you and forty four rush yards, or he's gonna put up like thirty five points. Not true. I got oh Jimmy's <laughs> out. So Jimmy's out. Who he hasn't guys? had his thirty five point game yet, so there's a good chance he still might have one. I don't but even they think have I have the a... Steelers this coming week. And he had the Steelers last year when this happened. Go look at some stats from the Steelers last year. It they just play Baltimore way too well. I would caution you against starting him for week four what if what what if you had jimmy g as your quarterback well then you need somebody i do need (laughs) you need a breathing able body bad news is is that baltimore's already played green bay so that monster start game is not in the cards for him (laughs) but yeah i don't know hey who knows i mean cold weather games i'm not sure what i'll start him just just to spite you and find out what happens i mean colt mccoy isn't going to be having a good game so do it Remember, remember when he was a Brown for that minute? Come grow up with me. Come, come grow up. Colt McCoy. Routine doesn't actually matter because I can't get one of our top two buys, and I've solidified my playoff spot, so I don't really care there's, if anyone starts him in week 14. There's six buys this week. Six. The week yeah, before yeah. fantasy playoffs? Are you kidding me? It's a badass bye week. Oh, not good. However, if you had, like, so right now I have uh, Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara on their buys. If I needed this week to solidify like a, a first round buy or something like that, I might be a little choked. Yeah. In retrospect, they get a full extra week of rest as a running back to come in week 15 fresh legs. Yeah. I'm actually thinking it's not a bad way to roll into week 15 of the playoffs. I'm going to drop Benny Snell for, for Tyler Huntley right now. Do it. Zero fab bucks. I'm Zero. I'm taking a risk, you guys. I'm really going all in. I'm really Ryan yeah. is wanting to start Tyler Huntley. So June 2027 <laughs> mm-hmm. is going to be the year you should pick him up. NFL MVP, you guys, it's coming. He's going to be the MVP for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You heard it here first. By the real by question, the... why do they let Huntley run the hurry up but not Lamar? Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't have an answer for you. I think it's idiotic. I think it plays into Lamar's strengths. Um, don't know. I, I I feel like they were so... They just felt this overwhelming desperation last game. Like, if we lose this game to the Denver Broncos, who cannot do anything to our defense, like, we're going we're gonna to have to basically sell everybody off and start from scratch because this town is going to eat us alive. So, like, we need to win this game right damn now. And it was there's, like, just this sense of urgency. Like, let it, let it all go. We need to win this game at all costs. 10-9, like, they, they, that, that touchdown was in the last 30 seconds of the game. 10-9. Like, it's bad. 10-9. It bad. is hard watching them right now. That's bad. Uh, One of the worst things I've ever watched. Ted? 
because we're including you in the show as well. Who is your Thanos this week? <laughs> uh, for my Thanos, I'm going to Pittsburgh for this one, and it's none other than Connor Hayward. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to throw only one touchdown in a game, it might as well be to the tight end who's only had like nine receptions all year. Um, yeah, one one TD throw, one TD catch. Um, like, seriously, it, not a whole lot going on there. The only like silver lining to this thing, and it didn't help anybody fantasy, but it's kind of a cool story, was the fact that he plays on the same team as his brother Cam Hayward. I was going to say, uh, they must be dad, related. Yeah, their dad played in Atlanta where the game was being held, and they his father passed away there and they went and visited his grave and and that was cool. And then he goes and scores his first TD. So this is just classic NFL stuff, right? Like nobody like storylines don't come up in other leagues like they do in the NFL. Um, And this, this is, this is one of them. So feel good story. Happy for Connor Hayward. Um, It is the Steelers. I don't say things like that very often. Um, It's your second favorite team. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not like it helped anybody in fantasy football. So, Connor Haywood's my Thano for the week. Najee Harris, bottom of your screen. Pickett looking the other way. Throwing end zone. Wide open caught. Touchdown, Connor Hayward. And boy, is that sweet. His first. It's impressive. He almost missed that catch. He almost missed that catch, though, too. (laughs) Wide open. Wow. He like he had to pull that in like he had full full arm extension on that. He just about missed that catch too. I'm glad he made it. <laughs> Pat Farmouth's like when you're, when you're six foot five and you're considered an athletic specimen because if you're in the NFL, I feel like you are. You shouldn't drop anything that's anywhere near you. I feel like, but like he just about missed that, and then it wouldn't have even helped him. That's your job. Yeah, like, you should just catch it. Yeah, Pat Farmouth's like, come on. That, that's yeah. my job that's what i do so, here good for connor hayward yeah that's that's good i mean it's 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 pretty good k dot and i felt was a really good uh that a couple of weeks ago that was maybe as good of a story it's fine we're not comparing <laughs> what was the k dot one again well didn't he lose his mom or something and I, then he kind of touched him remember yeah so yes because you tried because you stole all my other guys that was Kadero hodge week so it's fine it's fine it's fine uh let's get into sneaky starts with taylor lewan he's having a, a busy time being not playing football have you guys been following along on twitter i've, I've seen a couple of his remarks it's, he's it's an in, fun he's an interesting cat that's for sure he, he again says it like he says it like it is doesn't really care what you think and it, it makes for some good content you know what all the power to him all the power to him uh steve we're gonna let you roll who is uh who's your guy today who's your start okay who's... my sneaky, sneaky start i actually picked someone that i was on the fence about last week and our good friend jim coventry advised me to start him over the aforementioned earlier in this show jameson williams mm. that's not nico collins okay um nico. Nico, look Nico. at him. So if Jim tells you to start the guy, that should be enough. But if that's not enough, you got to look at the targets that this guy is getting when he's playing. He has a gravy playoff matchup. It's just like flashing green. The teams he's playing just love giving up points to wide receivers. Um, he was only started in 14% of leagues. He's only owned in about 40% of the league. So Maybe it's like a low-key uh, sneaky ad as well for most of them. 
four weeks in a row, he has 10 targets, seven targets, nine targets, 10 targets. Ted's, you know, Ted's the target whore kind of, he'll beat on that drum all day. Did he already called you? You can't, you can't catch the ball if you are not being targeted. So like last game, he only caught the ball three times. He got a touchdown. It kind of saved his week, but the only chance you have of actually scoring and putting up points is if the quarterback is looking your way. So they clearly trust him uh, to catch the ball. He's still only 23 years old. He's a young kid. He's six foot four, two fifteen. He's a red zone threat. Um, but I, I think the value in Nico Collins is not like, you know, one of those wide receiver spots. This is a, this is a flex guy for sure. He he he's got the Cowboys this week, but we're looking at playoff matchups. He's got Kansas City, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. This could be one of those really sneaky ads if you're one of the 60% of the people that don't have him. But starting him in one of those flex positions, this is a guy that could get you 10 plus each of those weeks. Um, even when Brandon Cooks is still on the field, I still think they look his way enough times because there's only the two of them now that Damian Pierce is apparently like a ghost <laughs> fantasy football. Like who would have who would have known, right? So that's my sneaky start of the week. Ted, sneaky start. Who you got? Okay, so who I'm surprised going you? Who's the... sneaking for you this week? Sneaky. Hey, so sneaky is a funny one. So we've we've been through weeks where it's like, hey, there's not much out there to sneaky start a guy, and I would just be giving you bad advice if you just put the shit player in to start. <laughs> Um, and then there's other weeks where it's like, oh yeah, like obviously this isn't a sneaky start Ted, except for he's only owned in like 20% of the leagues. Like Traylon Burks was like a pretty good example of that. So that still bugs this week. uh, Yeah. This week I'm kind of going back to a bit where we're really going to try to pull a player out of the woodworks to put into your roster that you can, um, try to get some productivity out of fantasy football this week. So obviously we've all struggled with tight ends. There's been crazy injuries this year. It's been tough to keep track of. Um, but Chigo Okwanko out of the Tennessee Titans, he's their number two tight end. Um, I think that's a guy that you'd probably be looking at for, you know, a quick start this league. He's not on anybody's rosters. I think he's only owned in like 0% of leagues. He's not being started anywhere. Um, <laughs> but, but it's Good. not there. He's also, oh, you know what? You no, should he's, start he's, up to 2%. He's... he's up to 2% this, this, this now since I last checked. So. He's absolute trash. You guys totally need to start him this week. That's good. Yeah, but we just talked earlier about the fact that week 14 is this killer bye week, right? So if mm-hmm. you're one of these guys who you know had a, a Goddard or a Waller or an Ertz, and those guys are all sitting on IR, and then you know, you've know you gone to picking up guys like Cole Komet or like Johnson – um Juwan Johnson who who's like had some good games for New England and now you're looking at these guys being on bye weeks like it's pretty slim pickings out there right so um Okwanko has been not bad these last couple of games he's like a, had a quiet couple of weeks where it sort of put together more targets and like 17 targets over his last five games as Steve said I'm a target whore I think production is a quantity over quality thing sometimes and I think this is the case um Traylon Burks we were talking about him earlier concussion protocol I think after what we saw happening to, to various players this year, I would be surprised if he got back in the game and the ball has to go somewhere. So six foot three, 238 pounds. He's kind of a, a quick tight end. He's kind of the exact opposite of what Austin Hooper does for those guys right now. But the target share is on the rise. And so is the snap share, which is the other thing I looked up, you know, up to six fifty-eight percent last week. So 
he doesn't have to be TD dependent for you to get, you know, four to seven points. So it's just really all you're looking for, for a bye week start in your tight ends. But that four to seven points could really be the difference between you winning your week or losing your week. And I say go for a Quango. They have the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. And it's not a terrible matchup. So a signs point to just going for this off the radar sneaky start this week. If you're in a deeper league, like we're in our, our big one or my big one. I don't know if you, how many you guys are in, but if you're in like a league that's, you know, maybe 16 or, I mean, 12 even, Oof. which is a lot of teams. Um, right now, or as of yesterday, anyway, he's the fifth highest rated tight end of the league. Um, minimum 20% snaps. I've been looking, I saw something yesterday um, after the game and like his stats are ridiculous. He's going to be their tight end number one next season in Tennessee. And I mean, the guy is putting up stats. He's got... Uh, where did I see something like his 30, like he's a guarantee. Yeah. 30 plus yards. Each of the past five games averages 10.4, 10.4 yards after the catch. Number one tight with 10 plus targets, like his route, his route running like 2.75 yard yards per route run. Like that's a phenomenal, phenomenal start. And I'm again, he's not going to be blowing up a league, but at the same time they're targeting him. He's in their offense and all you, I mean, maybe you only need six or seven points. He's going to get yards and the bonus would be a touchdown. So your best, exactly. your worst case scenario is probably six. Your best case is 13, 13, 14. Yeah. At this point, I feel like he's like, he's the mid season version of Donovan Peoples Jones, right? Where you're getting, you're seeing him getting Always five comes to, to the seven Browns. targets a game. But it's true, right? Five to seven targets a game where you're seeing a receiver put up 60 to 70 yards it doesn't score, but you can take those six to seven points. Well, the tight end version of that is going to be four to seven points. You can handle those four to seven points, and if he gets a score out of it, then that's just a huge bonus. You look at the guy who's going to pot 13 or 14 points for you, and what more could you ask for in a spot start? That's true. Um, I've got Jarek McKinnon this week. We all know who Jarek McKinnon is. He's He's been around the block. He's He's been... <laughs> He's been there. Andy Reid gave him eight chances. He's in the block. Yeah. A lot of milkshakes that way. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, Andy Reid gave him eight chances to run last week. And not only did he net around 50 yards, but in the past game, he got the touchdown. He's torched Denver last year in week 18. Denver sucks this year. Surprise, surprise. Expect a lot of the same this week from Jarek McKinnon. Uh, you don't really need a song and dance on this one. We all know Andy Reid and his running backs, and he'll run them into the ground, which seems to be happening. I mean, it's a decent start this week, especially against the Broncos. I mean, things are just falling apart with that team anyway. So, I mean, you might luck out for a 40-yard run and score and out of nowhere. So, I mean, you could probably take any of the, the Chiefs running backs this, this week, and you'd be fine. So, especially after losing to the Bengals, they're going to want to beat up on a team this week. And unfortunately, that is the Denver Broncos, uh, which nobody's going to be pissed off. Even Broncos fans, they're probably looking forward to it. So, um, Jerick McKinnon would be a great start this week. Ted, who is your ad? Yeah, so again, I think this could have been a guy that could have been a sneaky start. But again, it's one of those weird numbers. So, my guy is James Cook. Buffalo Bills, um, still owned in only 30, 33% of these guys. So there's something going on there. Um, I said in here that I would be willing to survive a bear attack to get a guy like Cook on my roster this late in the season. Snapshare took a huge jump last week. The Bills and Allen have definitely looked more to be short passing attacks. I think he hasn't gone over 250 in his last like two games. So they're obviously dishing it off. And this happened obviously all since the, the elbow injury. 
but he's looked really dangerous as a runner when he's got his chance and even more so as a pass catcher. So uh, this is a guy for sure that's projecting upwards. I know that there's the Singletary thing still there and he's still going to be a vulture, especially when it comes to red zone stuff. Yeah. But I think big chunks, you're still going to be able to use James Cook. A literal bear attack. Don't be, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Survive a bear attack. It's like, yeah. Oh, he's killing me. Would you start James <laughs> Cook? I absolutely will continue to get mauled by this bear for fantasy yeah. football. Good, good, good pull <laughs> there. The actual claw. That is maybe the, a black bear, but not a grizzly. Bear. I killed a You're bear. Tell me, we're going to take ten of these. No way. Plus the teeth. Such a such a realist. Have you ever had like a poop that hurts? Would you endure that for James Cook? I doubt it. I doubt it. What a flex. What a flex. Yeah. We've been... We've been <laughs> just saying. Um, I'm going to go next because I'm cool and I get to run this thing. Um, even though I uh, clearly was flaunting the flex to start the show as Kirk Cousins' uh, doppelganger, I don't think you should be thinking about Kirk Cousins this week. You should be thinking about the next quarterback of the future. The man in the Big Apple... East Rutherford, New Jersey. You may know him as Mike F. and White. I just know him as Mike White. He's the new cool. Two games in a row, over 300 yards. He's attempted almost 60 passes. 60. That's a lot. Um, so he's going to be busy to end the season. 22% owned, 10% started. Easy ad to end the season. If he's available, Mike White is the future. This guy is going to ink the stupidest contract. Taysom Hills be like, I want to get that Mike White money, Adam, this week. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I can argue with that for for picking up a second quarterback in a playoff. Isn't it crazy that he's throwing the ball that much, like dude? Fifty plus a game, like fifty-eight Flacco, passes in two in yeah, two Flacco weeks. Flacco chucking fifty a game, like it makes no sense. What, is, what does that say about the incumbent starter, right? I mean, do they like? I don't think they let. I don't think they let anybody other than those two through. Like, I think, I think they just let shit go to that offense. Like, why did they, why were they starting him for that long before they brought white in? Like, how do you let Flacco throw so much? You bring in your starter. Yeah. And then you tell him he's not allowed to throw the ball. And when he does, he sucks. And then start him for all those games and then bring white in and say, you just unleash the hounds. And he's a missile launcher. Like he comes out there and is like, boys. And they're like geeked up for this guy too. Like you guys all saw the pregame, right? I know they lost that game, but I mean, these guys will, you talk about a bear attack. They would survive a literal bear attack from Mike White. And well, I mean, they did, serve, they barely survived a literal bear attack this past week. But, but, but why did they let Zach Wilson play for so long and not because, throw the ball? Because the NFL like, is stupid. If you don't trust him to throw the ball, then why are you letting him play for so Like, why are you using up all those starts on him? Are you just hoping that he's going to develop, but you have two guys on your roster that you're totally cool with throwing the ball 50 times? Dude, you've seen some quarterbacks in this league. Like, there are some absolutely atrocious quarterbacks that have gotten starts before, even semi-legit quarterbacks. It's a messed up league. Like, there are some guys that we'll never hear of again that have had starts in the NFL over, like, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at the whole Maybe Johnny... Maybe Mike White for sure, Zach Wilson. No, like, Johnny Manziel. Like, we, we look at guys that have started in this league, and, like, you have to laugh at some of the names, and yet, you know, there's, like, the absolute unknowns. Like, I mean, did we all think... We can dial back a quick bit. Like, did we all think Russell Wilson was going to be the guy that he was? Like, they go and sign Matt Flynn. Was it two years, 16 million or whatever? He didn't even win the job. The first year he was there. <laughs> And then a couple years later, they've got a Super Bowl. Like you, 
it's such a weird league. So anyway, no, I digress. I'm, I'm going to once again be the voice of reason on this show because I feel like my two wonderfully handsome but somewhat stupid colleagues here ah. are getting you excited about Mike White. Now, let's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say anything... Letting him go. No, no. Oh yeah, you gotta let him go for sure. You gotta let him no, have his no, wins. You don't. You have to put people in their place when they <laughs> say things. And if you are not part of the solution, you are part of the problem. <laughs> people, I'm here to tell you, Mike White is an absolute farce. He is a statistical anomaly that gets us all excited. What What are you doing this Sunday? What are you doing are this you Sunday? Are you talking about Ryan when you say Mike White? What are you? Yes, is this a, a statistical anomaly? A euphemism? The guy have a day in is this a euphemism or something? <laughs> like, I actually mean the guy sitting to my screen above. Go Mike on, though. Mike White came in against the Bears. He threw 315 yards and three touchdowns. And Ryan went giddy. Bananas. Because I told you to start him. Just, just hold on. Let, let, hear me out here. Okay, he also see. came against the Minnesota Vikings. Really good team right now. Through 369 nice, nice yards. His passer rating in that game was 59.8. He threw two touchdowns, no interceptions. If you're like, oh, but, 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 but. He threw 300, almost 400 yards, but, but. Hmm, where have we seen that before? Last year, Mike White comes in, throws 202 yards against the Patriots, has a touchdown, two interceptions. People have no expectations. This is like the Seahawks season. You don't have expectations for them. You see, they seem like the best thing ever. What does he do to follow that up? 405 yards, three touchdowns against the Bengals. Sure Ryan did. Ryan is pounding on the table for Mike Effin White. I sure am. He then plays Indianapolis. He throws seven completions for 95 yards and a touchdown. That's the Mike White you're about to get. He then goes. The Buffalo for some game was reason, bad. They give him here at Buffalo, 251 yards, no touchdowns. Four picks. This is what is going to happen if you all start Mike White because you are trying to stream it. He is going to get you super giddy and excited, and he is going to throw, throw, throw the ball to the other damn team and lose you a championship. Now, I hope hey, I'm wrong on this, Ryan. You're going to be. I say lock it and dock it, and let's go with Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I want to almost be wrong about this because I want this to be like, I want this to be your. This is your my magnum opus. This is basically Mike White finishing this season is like the Millennium album by the Backstreet Boys. It's a masterpiece, <laughs> and you're about to see you know this. What? You're about to see this season I, finish I actually, that way. I, I want you to like save this receipt because I want you to be right about this. So I don't think you have to save the receipt. It's on the internet now. <laughs> yeah, because our show will be like you're going to be so belligerent if you are right about this, and you have every right to be <laughs> white about this, but mm. you're not going to. I, I I'm I'm going to continue to let Ryan just have his day in the sun on this one. Thank I, you, Ted. I, Thank I, you. I, I love it. I'm here for it. I think it's a good time. Uh, but that still doesn't answer my question of why the You're Jets are letting him ball. throw the ball 50 times a game and Flacco full, throw the ball 50 times a, day, a game. Because they, they can't run it. But not Wilson. Okay, guys. They can throw the ball. They and can Wilson, throw. Wilson, like, what? why would you draft a quarterback that you won't let throw the ball and then start him a ton of games? That's my uh, question. Combine hypes. Combine hype is a real damn thing. If you oh, guys yeah. remember, 
you guys remember Zach Wilson's pro day no. where he had like that run where he bootlegged out to his opposite side and kind of like bombed it for 80 yards right to a receiver who had no coverage on him because that's what pro days are. Every like the internet broke for this being like, oh my gosh, Zach Wilson, like he's so, so good. Did you see that one throw he threw at his pro day when there's nobody like, come on guys. It, it was a fantastic throw. You can't, I don't know. Who, who's your ad? By the way, if you want to get back on the train here, oh yeah, oh, yeah. That. bring it back on the train there, uh, bud. Here's one that Ryan can hang his hat on. Oh My man, of the week, oh I love this it, too. I know you do. I love this is too. None other than 23 year old Cam Akers. And again, it seems like if I would have said this at the start of the year, you would have laughed and giggled at me, and you would have called me Ryan for you know adding or starting Najee Harris. But we know he's fallen out of sorts with LA. He has. Even when he kind of came back, maybe the writing wasn't on the wall that they they believed in Cam Akers. He wasn't going to take the share. Then, for some reason, they let go of Daryl Henderson. Yeah, that was and weird. And people were huh, okay, maybe Akers has a chance. So he's owned in just 55%. I think there's 55% of sleeper leagues, 45% of Yahoo leagues. Ryan does own him, so he's one of the few that we cannot get him in that hey, league. few, 55, that's over half. Clearly, you're not yeah, a math so teacher. Still very available. Like, you know, if you're going out dating, you got to find those available ones. Um, I think with Stafford going down, this is best case scenario for fantasy football managers because you don't want John Walford uh, throwing the ball a gazillion times. Now you're going to have Baker Mayfield. Same thing as John Walford throwing the ball. You are you going just to know rely his name. on your game. <laughs> LA needs to figure out whether Cam Akers is going to be a legitimate part of this team and offense going forward. Run the brakes off of him because you can't throw the ball. It, it's kind of like a twofer. You're not making the playoffs. You can't throw the ball with the crap you have there. Nope. And you need to know if this 23-year-old kid is going to be a, a piece going for you forward. So, like, his numbers weren't wow last week he was very touchdown dependent his yards per carry were somewhat low um i don't know if this is going to be a case where you know the box is going to be super loaded against him and he's going to have that low yards per carry but i think he's going to get enough touches enough carries to make him a viable uh even start every single week because he's going to be a rb1 on a team those are hard to find in this league so even if you can only get seven points out of an RB1 in your flex position, that's a win right now. If you can find this guy on the wa waiver wire, that is an absolute steal. It is worth you going and spending every fab dollar you have uh, to go get Cam Akers. If you're in a keeper league, you might have picked yourself up. A, a sustain a bear attack for Cam Akers, as, mm -hmm. as Ted would like to mm -hmm. Um, I got a bonus one for us. Just wait. I'm on the we talk, I know you, I'm going to let you do that in a second. Like we were talking about dating, right? So he's basically like an LA four, but he's a Detroit 10. So you, <laughs> you, sometimes, sometimes even, uh, even like local hot people, um, they get wins. So go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Wow. It, it, well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the acres thing, I think this is like the perfect example of a guy who's going to get a ton of carries and will not blow the doors off of any game. But this is a quantity over quality thing for but sure. But he will this open is, the doors. This is this is, this is <laughs> like this is this is targets and snap shares, right? Like this is 
what you need this late on the season when you're picking up a guy that's only owned in 55. You guys are so right, and I love it. Thank you. Um, I got a bonus one because I think, um, you know, Akers was kind of like an obvious one for me. I think this guy could be possibly a help you be a league winner in case of injury. We're always looking for that next Madison, Tony Pollard, whoever it is. Jordan Mason of the San Francisco 49ers is the direct backup to Christian McCaffrey. So while CMC is healthy, Jordan Mason is really not going to do a whole lot for you. He only played 18% of the snap share, but he got eight carries out of there for 51 yards. So 6.38 yards per carry. 23-year-old kid, 5'11", 223. We know McCaffrey has injury issues. Like, it's death taxes and CMC is going to get injured. Those are just three things you can put your hat on. Now that Jimmy G is done for the season, they really can't throw the ball. So Kyle Shanahan is going to get creative in the way he uses that backfield, whether it's, you know, running back screens, whether it's going to be like, zone runs uh little you know check down passes to these guys because uh, who knows who they're gonna who they're gonna start because they're actually you know super bowl caliber roster anyways so i i just think this is a guy if you have a space on your roster and something goes down with christian mccaffrey i hope not i never hope for injury with players this could be a guy that will get you 15 points a week if he is the lone ranger there. So I think it's worth a shot in the dark as a bonus one. Um, speaking of uh, McCaffrey is an LA 10, by the way. Oh, handsome dude. He's he's an LA 10. Hondi P. Chiseled jaw. Yeah. he's uh, some, Sometimes you just know. Sometimes you just know. Um, boys, what a show this week. This was a lot of fun. I feel that we got a lot of advice out there to the people, to the masses. Uh, I knew it was going to be good when you turned the full Kirk Cousins. Like, bravo to you, Ryan. You, I mean, you, I have no shame. That you said, I'm going to have a week this week, and you came out chest ablazing this time. Mm. Good for you. Like, I have no shame, and I've told this to anyone that'll listen. Uh, both my parents understand <laughs> this as well. They're like, we know, unfortunately. So, really, I mean, you got to show up for these kind of things. And, yeah, I mean... We're a small show right now, but if that's the clip that goes viral 10 years from now when we're on NBC, this is going to be a big deal, which is also <laughs> going to probably, you know, have my family running in horror. So um, any final words going into the final week before playoffs? Any words of advice that we haven't given, uh, Steve? Anything? I think at this point, if you are a playoff team, your team is locked. It's loaded most likely free agent ads aren't going to help you, but mm-mm, mm-mm. injuries can always happen. So maybe start stockpiling those positions. Like we've been, we've been, you know, pounding our fists against the table on the tight end train. It's such a crapshoot this year. Um, find, find a tight end. If you have an extra spot where you are like, you have Jarvis Landry or something just kind of useless. Do you want Jarvis Landry taking up a bench spot? Or do you want to at least own Jig. another tight end where you can decide later? Maybe there's an injury, like last minute injury, or maybe like you hear Jim Coventry's uh, his his stardoms for for Sunday, and your tight end is just kind of sitting there on your roster. Get them while you can. Don't waste your time on these Jarvis Landry type ads. Don't waste your yeah. time on any Brown, really. 
He's not around anymore. Well, I'm just saying. He's got- I, I agree. Don't waste time on a brown. Yeah. Uh, Ted, any That's final- not good fantasy advice. Yeah. <laughs> good advice. Any, any final words? Yeah, there? just it's that time, right? So lock in your rosters. If you have dead weight sitting on your rosters, this obviously mirrors a little bit about what's what's what Steve is saying. If you have your your tight end coming back and you have a tight end that you're using in the bye week the week before, throw it away and 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 put your money on some sort of lottery ticket. Like take a shot in the dark. Try to add a player who you think is gonna get some snap shares. Pick up a guy that is a literal handcuff to somebody that's sitting in your league that could get the quality over quantity or the quantity over quality thing. So if you have a uh, like examine your roster, find that spot where there's a player that you can drop because it's garbage and it's not gonna help you in the playoffs make the cut and and go and find yourself a lottery ticket whatever you think that lottery ticket is because there's a billion different ways that you can do it it could be a receiver it could be mike white it could be uh yeah it could be a handcuff running back. it could be a mike white could be uh but but now's the time to do it so so spend the last of your fab bucks if you need to do it on a player that's quality keep yourself a couple of bucks for the playoffs uh, and just go make it happen solidify those final spots on your roster steve was begging me in the private chat ryan i know the show is over I know you got to hit end. Please just give me this one thing. And I said, Steve, I think our friendship has gone this far that I'm going to allow this. So, Steve, you have a bonus advice for people? Yeah, I I just thought of this one. I I was thinking about this earlier, and this is something I struggle with, but I, I resist the temptation to tinker last minute by starting a guy who has a good fantasy matchup over like your your alphas your studs that have got you there the whole way so like if you have a mike evans i don't know week 15 i think they play the Bengals. that's a tougher matchup for wide receivers don't go and start like a nico collins over a mike evans because if you lose your playoffs with starting justin jefferson i'm just looking at my ross justin jefferson um amon ross st brown mike evans I can live with the fact that I started a good roster and I just didn't make the right start because I didn't pick the worst player. Mm-hmm. Don't pick the worst player. And then a Mike Evans is sitting on your bench and just blows up for 22 yards. And you're like, what was I doing starting Matthew Stafford instead of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? It's just something that will always haunt, whether it was the right choice at the time, you always think about the ones where, you didn't start your Christian McCaffrey because he had a bad, you know, on paper fantasy football matchup. It's not how football works all the time. Start your best players, no matter what. No, I had. Yeah. And this, I mean, this counts for everything, right? Stafford at the time was the number two ranked quarterback in the league. That's just the way it goes. I don't care if it's a snow game. You still start. We've Philly had it. it was 10 years ago. I think there was a big snow game. I think I had Deshaun Jackson or McCoy. I can't one of the one of the two. I think it was Deshaun Jackson. And I didn't need anything. I didn't need anything. Like I needed a normal fantasy day. And the snow game, everybody ran. I think there was like three passes in the whole game. You start them anyway. Because you have to live and die with the team that, you, that got you there. It doesn't matter. Like circumstances. Yeah, there's going to be the odd one. You're thinking, well, that seems ridiculous. Why would I start? Because you do. That's just how the game works. And this is coming from a guy that isn't making the playoffs, but I still know if I had good players, this is what would happen. (laughs) If I had a good roster, 
this is actually very good advice. Unfortunately, I don't, and I have to rejig things for next year, but that's, that's a whole other conversation. So um, on behalf of Steve and Ted in the vacant uh, spot for Chris, I'm Ryan. This is That Helps No One Fantasy Cast on the Dean Blendell Network. This has been a fun week. Good luck in uh, your final week of the regular season. And uh, I mean, if you do really need our help, your team probably sucks anyway. <laughs> Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.